The Free For All Roundtable. Round one. On round one, we say good morning to Jerry Agar, live in studio here. He'll be back, of course, 9 to noon. Courtney Betty from Betty's Law, a Toronto lawyer. Lisa Raitt, former federal cabinet minister. Nice to uh, have you all. And actually, I want to start, because I know a couple of you have a a few thoughts. I I just find there's a great, you know, a profound... um, sadness in our town at the passing of a former Toronto Maple Leaf. And Lisa Ray, do you have some thoughts? I do. Um, for me, I'm glad to actually be able to talk about it, John. So thanks. I felt like I was hit in the solar plexus when I saw um, Mr. Salming and his family come out uh, on the ice to accept the honor and accolades, because I can tell you it is really tough for a family with somebody with a neurological disorder like that to allow them to go out and uh, and be seen. Stigma is still very, very real and very alive. And I think what that family did and what he did personally is amazing. And I'm and I'm so sad to have lost him so soon after. But it's a real wake up call for people around the world that this is a serious disease and these are serious diseases. And you never quite know how quickly your loved one is going to go. It was ALS, right? It was ALS, yeah. yeah. Um, and Courtney Betty, uh, how touching and perhaps, you know, the, it, his passing was so soon after this, one wonders if maybe there was uh, some hastening of it. But uh, to be able to honor the man and to have him stand there and, and be saluted by all of those fans and the tears and the greats who were there, that's a wonderful thing to happen mm-hmm. to a man before he passes. It, it's, it was so incredible, John that he was able to have that opportunity you know uh you know when i when i moved to toronto at 12 years old uh, my first goal was to be a hockey player so the leaves were very special to me and uh bj salming and everything that he represents and i had a chance to visit sweden um subsequent and i mean he's a hero over there just for all the things that he's done so um an amazing loss but just he's he was such an incredible athlete but an even better human being Let's move on to the events of the day, including the fact that uh, at least one organizer of the previous uh, Freedom Convoy says there's going to be a Freedom Convoy 2.0. Jerry, this particular person is prohibited from being in Ottawa, so I don't know, maybe this is an empty threat. Well, I guess he'll have to send others. Yes. I I don't see the point in it. No. I mean, that's all I have. I just, I, I don't know. Uh, plus, isn't this just sort of the ruminations and ravings of one individual? Or are, are all kinds of people signing up to be involved? That I don't know. But Lisa Raitt, um, I, I think that the people who were a part of the con- the uh, convoy protest feel that the regard that they should enjoy across the country, they I think they have an exaggerated impression of that. I have a feeling the citizens of Ottawa would probably turn out to keep these guys from getting off the highway. <laughs> Well, indeed, right? The same mistakes aren't going to be made, and hopefully that's one of the lessons out of the this Emergencies uh, Act um, review. But what I will say is, for me, if I wouldn't count it out, because if there is something that triggers this kind of mass movement, you can't really rule out what will end up happening. Remember, it came together last time on the backs of a decision with respect to truckers and vaccinations. If we see stuff come back like that, and you never really know what's going to happen, don't rule it out as impossible that the same kind of of energy is going to try to corral itself around a topic. Courtney, Betty, it's with a degree of uh, sh- sort of uh, shoulder sinking surrender that I think, oh, great, you're going to try this again? 
Yeah, um, it's 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 dead, John. The issue is dead. Um, we went through a period of time. We didn't know a lot about COVID. There was a lot of individuals, Canadians are on shore. Um, this guy's got to go on and find another life. It's just that simple. Um, you know, this is not going to happen again. Um, we're beyond that. He's not going to get the kind of support that he did in the past where people were, Canadians were supporting, not because of the negativity because they were concerned in terms of uh, COVID, etc. It won't happen again. Yeah, I, I think Lisa is right that some sort of protest could come out uh, based on anything or something we don't even foresee. But being able to get the trucks into Ottawa or any city at this point, it's not going to happen. I mean, uh, Toronto had figured that out. And you remember, that actually was a one-day deal at That's Queen's why Park. I got those speeding tickets, because I couldn't drive around Queen's Park. <laughs> No, it was because you were speeding. <laughs> well, that too. But I was on a road where I would have been. Oh, never mind. Let's let's keep moving. We've we've litigated that one enough times. Um, let's listen in. This is Christia Freeland yesterday testifying. Informs things that she is the finance minister, and the arguments she was marshalling yesterday were that the protests were a threat to the Canadian economy, and that was serious enough to warrant the Emergencies Act. The longer it went on the greater threat that the U.S. would lose faith in us and our trading relationship would be irreparably damaged. The longer it went on, the greater the threat that foreign investors would write off Canada. Courtney, I'll turn to you because you are a lawyer, and I'm sure you're used to hearing arguments that sound like intelligent ideas, but they aren't actually legally persuasive, which I think is the case in what the finance minister said yesterday. John, I had a little bit of downtime this week, so I was actually watching some of the testimony. Um, To me, um, this is the most damaging testimony so far, because an invocation of the Emergency Act would usually involve, you know, trying to overthrow the government and all of those things. For us to say, because Biden picked up the phone and he doesn't usually do that and call Canada and therefore we go into a state where we invoke the Emergency Act, it was a bad rationalization. And I think it kind of was a setback for the government. Yeah, well, it was also disingenuous and not true because, uh, in fact, the provinces of Ontario and Alberta had already handled the border situation by the exactly. time they came down with the Emergency Act. So she just flat out lied yesterday. Uh, Justin Trudeau is going to be there today. I don't know if you have any uh, thoughts, Lisa Raid, on uh, what we can expect. It just it seems somewhat poetic, to say the least, to finish up with the most compelling you know, person to testify because this is well. The that's when the closer goes. Yeah, I know. I know. The fat lady sings. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Lisa. Well, I'll, you know what? This is one thing I've learned about listening to the prime minister is that the very precise words that he has chosen matters because those are probably very true. But don't extrapolate another situation from the words that he said. Right. So he may say a very specific. Um, a sentence with respect to I did not have the exact information on this topic at that time doesn't mean he wasn't briefed right there's a totally different set of uh, of truths going on in terms of how much information is being given and our sense is to extrapolate to say well he wasn't briefed at all on the topic no I, I wouldn't I I would be watching for those kinds of for those kinds of comments and see whether or not the cross-examination opens them up 
And you can listen to it live on right. my show um, around 930. Um, they're fairly timely, I think, with this thing. I think so, yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he kind of runs it like a, uh, like a hockey game. Yeah, yeah. so uh, we'll, we'll carry it live, and then we'll see what happens. So, a uh, motion to ban fireworks in Brampton, with the exception of four occasions, but then the most important aspect will be hours of the night, passed unanimously at uh, Brampton City Council. Jerry, this is in the wake of Diwali celebrations, where people said they were still setting off fireworks at 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I think what will happen here is that they'll still be setting off fireworks at 4 o'clock in the morning because a lot of people don't care about that. And and some of them will say, well, look, we've got uh, X number of minutes of fireworks, so we're going to fire them off here and then we're going to disappear and the cops will show up and we'll be somewhere else firing off fireworks. So I think there's an element of that. But I also think that just the fact that they've made it illegal will cut down on the, the, the mass volume of it all because some people actually follow the law. And Courtney, Betty, you know, this is I know some people have tried to spin this as an issue of race or faith, but uh, I don't care if fireworks are a part of your religious celebration. You can't do it at four in the morning. Well, John, it becomes an issue. And maybe there is some race that's involved in here because it's a simple solution. You pass the, the you know, whatever they want to do with the regulations and you say 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock or nine o'clock. But to do an outright ban for a group that celebrates uh, as part of their celebrations, to me, it's ridiculous. And I think Brampton should have better things to do. Um, you know, a, a ban could have been framed to achieve the same goals. You didn't have to ban fireworks across Brampton. But to council right now, I guess, um, you know, they, they need some work on their hands. Yeah. Patrick Brown, the mayor of Brampton, is with us on Free For All Round 2. Let's move to a few other things, including a Supreme Court ruling that said luring a guy on the net, uh, a police officer posing as a minor and luring somebody and then inviting them to a hotel room is not actually entrapment. Uh, Lisa Raitt, I'm surprised it even had to go to the Supreme Court. It just seems painfully obvious to me that if, um, you know, somebody is soliciting sex on the internet and it makes a connection with a police officer mistaking them for an underage girl, that they kind of, they, they get what's coming. Absolutely. I, I'm glad that that is there. I'm, I hope that we see more projects like Project Raphael that they that they put into place. I mean, you know, what shocked me the most in the article, the fact that predominantly these were first time offenders that were were uh, were seeking these services or, or trying to or trying to meet up with, uh, you know, a, a girl as young as 14 years old is what they were told. So, yeah, I have no problem with this at all. Glad the Supreme Court got this one right. And you know what? Buyer beware. I mean, this is uh, I'm, I'm glad that it'll stop the exploitation in some sense of, of young women. If you went so far as the way that this happened is the cops started at first with it was supposedly an 18 year old girl. And then she says, oh, really, actually, I'm 14. Is that OK? And then the guy goes, yes. OK. Uh, problem number one. He says, yes. Then she says, uh, well, meet me at such and such a hotel room. And he goes there. Yeah. That's not entrapment. That's like showing up in order to like you're swimming yourself into the net. Well, they it's, got 104 people. That's yes. what astonishes me. Like, I have to believe that there are some of them when as soon as she says 14, they just disappear uh, because A, they're sensible or B, they start to suspect it's a cop. Whatever the reason is, uh, they're gone. But but that they go so far as to show up at the hotel room to, sp to meet a 14-year-old girl. No sympathy. Yeah, no. Go to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. And Courtney, maybe you can put the legal fine point on this. Um, the assertion from defense attorneys was entrapment, in which case the police would be getting people to engage in behavior they wouldn't otherwise engage in. But I don't see that here. And neither, neither did the court. 
No, definitely not, John. And and it's interesting. I think there's there's a key point here. I mean, entrapment is always argued a lot in terms of um, drug cases and drug arrests. So what we're seeing really is the law being developed now to deal with the realities of what technology, how technology has technology has changed. I mean. Um, the whole scenario. So this is the first step, and we're going to see other cases that are going to evolve where uh, people are doing things online, and the court now has to adopt traditional law, such as entrapment in the technology space. November has uh, overtaken December as Canada's busiest shopping month. Uh, Earlier on the show, Maureen Holloway was here, and she actually uh, confessed to being one of those noisome people who has already finished her Christmas shopping. Uh, Lisa Raitt, have you wrapped up your Christmas shopping? I haven't even started. Yeah. I'm 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 ashamed to say. Actually, you know what? For my sons this year, I decided to do a family vacation. So I kind of feel like I've sorted that stuff out. But certainly stocking stuffers, no, I haven't. I'm looking online. No, oh, okay. Uh Courtney Betty, uh, have you been shopping in November? We we have not been shopping at all. Um we, we our, our tradition, John, interestingly enough, has always been that we give baskets to individuals that uh that may not be in a position to do it. So I've got to get justice and the rest of uh, the crew to start organizing that. Okay. And for those who aren't aware, uh, Courtney Betty's lovely daughter is named Justice. Jerry? I should have called my daughter Talker. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought... uh, I I haven't started any purchasing, but I'm actually making some gifts, and so I'm working on that. Yes. Okay, well, I I don't want to out you, but, but what do you... Like, handy on something? I'm okay, making no. some gifts. All right, Jerry's making some. Now I'm in hoop earrings for cute. everyone. Hoop earrings. All right. Catch the round table. Round one at 7:45. Round two at 8:45. Weekday mornings on More in the Morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.